journey of Connection Church has been an interesting one where we've seen God do some pretty amazing things. God has not only allowed us to see his hand at work, but just calling my family to South Dakota and putting us in a place where some people had a vision to plant a church like Connection Church, a church that would not only reach our city, but would be a church that reaches our region with the gospel church planting church and so we got to see as God began to pull all those pieces together and we began to do outreach in the town and the church began to meet as a bible study in my home and then it moved to a different location after we outgrew that and and then to our downtown location where we now have our offices and we began to uh, open the doors Easter 2011 and invite the city to come and join as we started Connection Church God has done an amazing thing in bringing the right team together and bringing the, the leadership that was needed. And, and we uh, begin to meet in that storefront and move from one service to two services and, and just begin to see God grow our number, grow us spiritually. We saw people come to Christ, be baptized, begin that journey of faith, started engaging with small groups, and, and just begin to see as God began to create the culture of what Connection Church is today. We outgrew that downtown location and, and God opened the door for us to meet in a movie theater, which was an interesting thing because churches don't normally meet in movie theaters, but God used it as a tool to be what we needed to be for this community. That, that odd location actually was an attraction to many people as we used that dark and, and uh, different movie theater to be a place where we could worship God and we could share the gospel and see people come to know Christ. We moved from there to the Holiday Inn Convention Center and, and the place we meet today, and God's just blessed us in our journey. The cool thing about all of that is that not only did we were we able to see God work through that journey, but we were called to be a church that would plant churches. And so in the midst of our own growth and our own uh, kind of getting our feet on the ground, uh, God allowed us to be a part of planting uh, the church in Belfouche, Connection Church in Belfouche, and, and that city that was hungry for a church like what God has established there. And we were excited to be a part of seeing that church come to life and begin to grow and to reach people for the, for the name of Jesus and with the gospel message that, that we knew that they needed. And God has blessed that work there. We're excited about what's going on there, but then God also put put us in touch with Jonathan and Shelby Land. It really wasn't even on our radar, but God intersected our lives at just the right place, and we were able to partner with them as they planted the church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, just a little over a year ago. And, and as God is growing that church, we're excited to see what the future might look like in that town of, uh, of over 250,000, the largest place in, in South Dakota. The great thing is that I don't believe that God's done with us yet. Not only is he continuing to strengthen and grow Connection Church and Spearfish, a, a kind of a home base where we're kind of launching out all these churches, but, but we're also able to see our church plants that we've been able to be a part of grow. And we're excited about what God might do through other places, other cities, other towns across South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, even in Nebraska, where, where God has given us the opportunity and the vision to see where we can take the gospel, not just to our city, but to a region and to a state and to a nation and beyond. All right. Uh, well, hey, I, I, my name is Jeffrey, and uh, I'm the worship pastor here and also the college pastor. And uh, I'm going to sort of emcee our time today. So uh, that means that I'm responsible for keeping time. And that also means that I'm the reason if we go over time. Uh, so these, if you can catch my cue when I show these guys, then my nonverbal cue of, of that they're running long. If you know what it is by the time we're done, then I'm going to give you props. But uh, uh, anyway, it's not a wink. I'll tell you that. Uh, some of you might wonder, like, Doug is sitting over here, our pastor, and why wouldn't he just stand up and share that stuff? Well, uh, it, if he just stood up and started talking about the story of Connection Church, he'd probably get real emotional and probably take about 20 minutes. Uh, 
because if you know our pastor, that's how things go. So we put him on a video because we wanted you to hear a little bit about where we come from and as we look forward to where we're heading. Uh, but right before we get started here, I want to introduce our team here. This is our leadership team for Connection Church. And uh, um, if you want to know more about structure, things like that, of Connection Church, how our church is governed, our inside connection class that you see printed in your announcement sheet every once in a while, that is a great place to have those questions answered in depth. Uh, but just know that these guys are responsible for, uh, to God for the direction of our church and what happens. Uh, so these guys are all spiritual leaders in our church, and I want to introduce them to you. To my right is Brian Wells. Brian has been a Christian for 49 years, which is pretty awesome. And uh, uh, Brian is married to Amber Wells. He's got a few kids here and there around the country and is an IT specialist. And uh, so he's a smart guy. We like to ask him what the answers are all the time. Uh, then to his right is Mike Rath. And Mike's been a Christian for 32 years, uh, again, which is awesome. Both of them longer than I've been alive. <laughs> baby, he's a baby. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, Mike is married to Nola and has got a couple of cool little kiddos and, uh, and, and is an airline pilot. Uh, well, actually, not an airline, but a grouper. Is that what you said? Corporate. I think it's a grouper. Corporate pilot. And uh, Yeah, we don't get to use that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, I guess we don't have enough dough. Uh, but uh, Mike is really cool. And then to his right is Joe, uh, Joe Williams. And uh, Joe's been a Christian for 26 years, not longer than I've been alive. And, uh, uh, and Joe's one of my best friends and I appreciate him in all kinds of ways, but, uh, he's also the assistant principal and athletic director at, uh, Lee Deadwood, uh, school district and married to Melissa and has a cool little daughter named Eva. Uh, and then to his right, I hope you guys don't know if you're new here, you might not know, but this is our pastor, pastor Doug Hickson. Uh, Doug's been a Christian for 39 years and, uh, has been pastor here for four years uh, since we launched our church and moved here with his family when there was nothing, no Connection Church existed, kind of like you heard in the video. There wasn't a group of people meeting or anything like that, and he'll tell you that story uh, some other time, but uh, pretty phenomenal that God brought Doug here to be our pastor, um, and uh, we're excited about having this team uh, that God is leading. But we want to ask the question, just so that you guys are aware of what's been happening, because some of you only come on Sunday mornings to church, which is great. We love that people come to attend Connection Church on Sunday mornings. But what we want to give you a little bit of a picture of, uh, just a glimpse, is, is what's happening outside of Sunday morning. What is God doing uh, through Connection Church? And I'm going to start by letting Brian grab a microphone and just sort of tell us a little bit about what's going on in sort of our small group arena. Yeah, we have uh, nine adult small groups that are running now currently. And then there's also small groups involved with the children and the youth. Uh, it's the goal of the church to try and have four to six more adult groups start up. Um, we started, when we first started coming, uh, we came for a while and then decided to get involved in a small group and uh, gained a lot from it. And about a year later started leading one. So either way, whether you're attending or you're leading, it's a great way to know, get to know people, to build relationships, and just feel like you're a part of the body. So I would encourage you to do that. Sweet. That's awesome, Brian. Yeah, I hope you heard that. Uh, small groups is, is absolutely the greatest place that we see spiritual growth happening in Connection Church. Uh, we don't often hear great stories of God moving in people's lives uh, unless it's people who are involved in a small group. And that's not a hard and fast rule. That's just the trend that we see. Mike uh, or Joe? Let me skip over to Joe. Why don't you share a little bit? What's what's God doing outside of the walls of Connection Church? So missions is uh, is a huge part of our church um, from the very very beginning of our church, um, and hopefully, well, definitely all the way through the life of our church. Missions, for those of you that don't know, is reaching the world for Jesus. Um, a lot of you know non Christians might think of missions as something where you go do something nice for other people around the world, help build a building or whatever, and it is that, but it's more than that. And for our church, it's definitely more than that. It's, it's doing these things, but also sharing Jesus with people all around the world. And it, it may be across the, on the other side of the world or somewhere else in the world. Like we've done mission trips to Haiti, a few of them. Uh, our church has. People from our church have gone there and done some things there, and it's been awesome. But we've also done some stuff more locally. It could be reaching our country or reaching our state or even our community. We've done, um, I think for three years now, we've done Pine Ridge. Is that right? Three years? That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Okay, so we go down to Pine Ridge and we, 
Yeah, we got we just got back uh, a, a week or two ago from going to Pine Ridge, so um, doing some awesome outreach down there. <clears throat> um, I think missions is something that is is definitely a part of the heart of Connection Church, and and will continue to be. And a lot of people don't know this, but about thirty percent of our actual budget goes towards missions, which is huge. If that doesn't tell you how important missions is to us, I don't know, you know, what else would. So um, I didn't get the signal for going over time, so I'm going to pass it on. I hope you uh, I hope you can just get the vibe of this, that we didn't want to just come dump a bunch of information on you. We wanted this to be a relaxed environment, and we want, most of all, for you to catch our hearts. Uh, and so here's what we're going to offer to you guys along the way. You may have seen a slide pop up that says text questions. Uh, I have my laptop here, and we've set a Google Voice number up so where if you have your phone on, you can text a question to us throughout the service. And at the end of this time, we're going to have a little Q&A where we're going to address some of those questions. So if you have something uh, that you think about along the way, just go ahead and text it. And you might be saying, I don't text, Jeffrey. Well, write a note to your neighbor and have them text it because they do. (laughs) So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and guarantee that. Uh, unless your only neighbor is who you're married to and you also, she also does, or he doesn't text either. So then your other neighbor. Uh, so anyway, uh, text those questions through and then, uh, and we'll have some time to answer those a little bit later on. Uh, but man, we're so excited about what God is doing at Connection Church and through small groups and through missions, those are huge areas. And then you guys see what's happening on Sunday mornings. Uh, more and more people are joining us here to worship, uh, which is amazing. But what we also want you to hear just a little bit from a few people who uh, are, are just in the seats every Sunday about what is God doing in their lives and what is, has Connection Church meant to them. So check this out. Connection Church is a very welcoming church. Uh, Connection Church means family. Connection Church has become my family. I'm 300 miles from home, but it's a huge blessing to have connection here in Spearfish. It's a place that we can call home. Connection Church has prepared me to follow God's call in my life. Uh, We love Connection Church um, to come and worship each week uh, with our family, and uh, it's a great place for us to be renewed each week. Connection Church has helped me be open about my faith. Connection Church has introduced me to Jesus, and it's changed my life. These are just a few of the stories, uh, and those are not really stories. Uh, I had to like really limit these guys <laughs> on uh, on time just to show you a little glimpse. Chances are that God is doing so much more than what you heard in that video, and uh, and we want to know your story. So if you go, yeah, you know what, Connection Church has meant a lot to me too. Man, come by our office and hang out with us. We won't put you on video, but we'd love to just know what God is doing in your life. And uh, or then the even better way is to connect to a small group and uh, and and do that, Mike. I'm going to transition things over to you a little bit, and we're going to get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty and talk about finances. So this is a question many of you guys have had for a long time about finances and how they work at Connection Church. Uh, Mike is the leader of our financial team, and uh, he's going to give us a good picture, a pretty detailed picture about that. So go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about the finances of Connection Church, and and I'm just going to go back all the way to the beginning because it's only four years ago. So um, we've really come a long way in that time, but... Uh, for some of you that don't know, you know, Doug and his family rolled into town four years ago and they had no support. They didn't come to a building. They didn't come to this pre-set up church and they had no support from Spearfish, from, from a, a church family. And so when Connection Church first started, there was a lot of fundraising that went on, a lot of partners, and 100% of our financing was from outside of Connection Church. And as Connection Church grow, grew, um, the finances, we had more inside giving, and that tapered off the outside giving. And over the years, we've transitioned from a majority of outside giving to inside giving. And for that, I want to thank you guys. Um, for those of you that give faithfully, I, I hope you know how much difference you are making. Um, it's not just about putting money in the plate. That money is going to... Um, to, to bring the gospel to people. And, and for that, we, we, we really want, we really want, excuse me, <clears throat> we really want to thank you. 
Um, right now, our, our current situation is about 65% of our giving is from Inside Connection Church, from you guys. And again, we, we appreciate that. However, that means that 35% of our giving is from Outside Connection Church. We have some great partners out there, and without them, we, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. So we're, we're extremely thankful for that. However, that, that financing is not going to go on continuously. So the one thing we need to do as we move forward is, you know, we need, we need uh, more inside giving. And if you look at your, uh, your bulletin, if everybody got that this morning, your announcements, you can see on there our weekly needs and our summer goal. That's a number that we're going we're gonna to publish for the summer so that you guys can see where we're at in Connection Church. And that, that number, that $5,700 and the $75,000, that's our goal for the summer. There's 13 weeks to the summer, and that's, that's, that would be 100% inside giving of Connection Church. And we want you guys to see you know, what you're giving and how much is coming from outside the church. And again, you know, the point is that we want to be self-sufficient. We don't want to have to rely on other um, outside giving, you know, to make up the difference. We've got to get to the point where we're on our own. And, and again, this number, this isn't to do something, you know, crazy. This basically is to pay the bills and to stay in the, in the, in the Holiday Inn. So if we ever want to get to the point where, you know, we can look at a building or we can do things above and beyond in ministry, um, we really need to stand on our own two feet. So I, I, I want to thank the people that, that have given faithfully. Um, th- that is, that's fantastic. And, and, and we just really appreciate it. For those of you that haven't tithed faithfully, you know, I challenge you to do that. Um, it's not so much uh, for us, for Connection Church, but I think if you would test God in that way, you would see what, what amazing things. He knows every need we have, and it's not just the act of putting money in the connect collection plate. It's really about where our heart is and about you know, what you want to see that money go to. And, and I'm really excited to serve with these guys because when we sit down and we look at the finances, it's not, you know, the first conversation is not about the building or what can we get, but it's, you know, how can we use this money to share the gospel? gospel and, and more people to get saved. And, and that's what it's really all about. So, so I want to thank you guys uh, for what you're done, what you ha- have done and what you're going to continue to do. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. That is uh, <clears throat> that's a rough picture of where we are. And uh, I hope you guys lock into that, but many of you are financially minded, many of you are business people and that kind of thing. And I want to encourage you, if you have a question about that, text it in and, uh, and we might be able to address it here in a little while. But we don't want everything to be just about dollars and cents because if you've been around Connection Church very long, you know we don't talk about money very often. And uh, we're not a dollars and cents kind of church. We're a faith kind of church. And we want to believe that God will do above and beyond uh, in everything. And we've always prayed from the very beginning that God would do more than we could ever ask or imagine. That way that we could never be the ones who take, to take credit for this. And the whole time, God is, uh, has, has done continually more than we could ever ask or imagine with Connection Church, and that's the reality. But I want to just pass things over to Pastor Doug a little bit and uh, just ask you, Pastor Doug, would you share with us, like, if you could just be a pastor for a minute. You're, you, you are a great administrator, but take that hat off. Put on your pastor hat as if you were preaching, but a little bit shorter. <clears throat> and talk to us about the, just the spiritual temperature of our church in relationship to giving and where, where you believe God wants us to be. You know, what it's exciting to me as a pastor is to watch people learn how to give because so many of our people are, um, new to church. Uh, if we did a, a, a poll, uh, the people that regularly attend connection church, uh, more than half either are what we call, unchurched as in this is probably the first church you've ever really engaged in or it de church something happened an event in your life and now you're back into church and so um unfortunately we live in a country that doesn't have a lot of margin financially and so it's really exciting to watch people learn how to give and and here's the thing that i really have as a as a pastor's heart uh i could care less about the amount uh, of what the offering is, I, I care more about people being spiritually obedient to God because I know in my own life uh, and 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 uh, watching God 
provide for me and my family, when I am faithful to God, he goes way beyond what I deserve. And that's not a name it, claim it theology. I'm just telling you, it's all God's and he lets us use a little bit of it. And so it's exciting to watch as somebody who uh, has very minimal uh, financial picture give very generously. Uh, and I, I really, I don't even know what you guys give. So I don't, I don't know if you give and you don't or you do. And I have no clue. Uh, and I want to keep it that way because it doesn't matter to me. I, I want to treat everybody the same, but I see God just doing that movement. And what happens when we begin to give faithfully as a church, uh, we can begin to do more. Uh, and, and there's, it would be very easy as, as Joe said, we give 30% away. Uh, it'd be very easy to go. Let's just keep that all here. And, uh, but I don't think that's what God's going to bless. I think God's going to bless our generosity. And so we wanted to teach generosity as a church. And so we give a lot away and we do that on purpose because we believe that when we're faithful to God as a church, that he'll be faithful to us and we'll have more opportunities to do more for the kingdom of God. And so I don't regret any of it, uh, as, as a leader, as your pastor, I think we're on the right track. We're doing the right thing. And I'm excited as as many of you are going to learn how to jump on the financial team and be a part of helping us be able to give away, not only uh, to church plants, but give away the gospel. And we just know that costs money. And the Holiday Inn is a wonderful place, but they don't let us stay here for free. And one day, heaven come down and glory fill my soul. We're going to have a building that we don't have to move everything in and out of a place. That'll happen one day. I do believe that. But Anyway, um, we're, we're just excited to watch how God's going to put all that together. That's awesome. Thanks, man. We are getting some questions in, by the way. So that is working. If you've wondered that your questions, are they coming through? We do have a few in there. So uh, keep sending those in. Uh, Doug, let me just pass it back to you. We're going to let you keep talking because we like it when you talk. <clears throat> we want to shift gears a little bit, though. Part of our financial picture, like you guys said, is uh, 30% about goes to missions. And, and just so you guys know, the heart of our church, as Doug talks about generosity, uh, the budget line item is 25%. Uh, five goes to local missions and benevolence kinds of things, that are right? 5%. 10% to church planting and 10% to our denomination's cooperative program uh, where we collect money from 40-plus thousand churches around the world and, and fund missionaries locally and abroad. So uh, just so you guys have that, so then we, where did 30% come? Well, it's because we keep having finding needs and places to be in ministry, and we keep saying yes to God. And so uh, we go a little bit above and beyond what actually is in the line item there. But 10% of that is for church planting, and uh, that's been a heart, the heartbeat of our church from the very beginning, just like you saw in the video from Doug a few minutes ago. Uh, and, and because uh, I think Doug is just a great spokesperson for church planting uh, and very passionate about it, uh, he's gotten us all on board and, uh, and we love it and we want to be pumped about it too. But I thought we just ask Doug, tell us about church planting. What is a church plant? Why do we do it? Et cetera. So go ahead. it's, it's really funny. Uh, a couple times in this whole journey of church planting, uh, churches who have been our partners have had their kids Sunday school class or small group write cards to the pastor. And if you can imagine just trying to describe a church plant to a five-year-old, they think there's like a packet of seeds. So like we, we put them in the ground and, and up grows this church with a steeple or whatever that's in their mind. And so uh, we, it, it's, that's a great question because a church plant is uh, the, the vision that God gave us was to be a church planting church from the get go. And so just so you know, where we are as a church family is weird to be just almost four years old and we've already planted two other churches outside of us. And so a church plan is where we feel like God has led us to a community and we see a need spiritually and we begin to do some work there, outreach, block parties, those kind of things. And, and, uh, God just opens the door that happened for us in Belfouche. Uh, Belfouche is 11 miles from here. Can people drive to Spearfish from Belfouche? Sure they could. But what we found was that they weren't. And so we began to do outreach in that community. And in Spearfish, we would do a block party and 100 people would show up. When we did it in Belfouche, 300 people showed up. And we thought that was a fluke the first time. But when it happened four times in a row, I'm not real smart, but I saw a trend. Okay. <laughs> 
And then we were able to go over there and plant a church to start a group, to start a small group. And then God led us to Stephan and Kay Carson. And, and it's just, it's begun to grow. And so, uh, they're, they're doing fantastic. They just baptized like six or eight in the Creek about two weeks ago. And, uh, so it's exciting to watch those church plants. Same thing happened with Jonathan and Shelby and Sioux Falls. God just put these places on our heart and we began to see, Hey, God is giving us, we, we should, honestly, if you're a business person, you shouldn't take that risk. Okay. But it's not a risk when God tells you to go. You catch that? Excuse me. You catch that? When God says go, then it's not a risk because God's got your back. And so we have taken that step twice already. And my goal as your pastor is to keep taking those steps until God says stop. And so far, he hasn't said stop. Uh, the train is like, um, what's that f- really fast train in China or whatever? Thomas, I mean, it's just Thomas the train. I don't know. Thomas, no, it's not. He didn't tell you, but he is uh, about to have a baby. So he's been watching some videos to get ready. <laughs> but I mean, it's just a speeding train. And God has just said, get on board where I'm leading you is going to be a place of blessing. Totally. Uh, that's awesome, Doug. And, and, I'll never forget being on the phone with you when I still lived in Texas five years ago. And uh, Doug had asked me to pray about moving. And I, I asked him about the financial accountability of our church. I was like, you're the only one there. You know, what's going on? And he said, okay, well, yes. He told me about the accountability structures that was set up through our Southern Baptist Convention and who, people who were holding him accountable. And then he said, I want you to know that we give 25% of every dollar that comes in. Yes, this was before the church ever started meeting. <laughs> 25 cents out of every dollar has gone towards missions local in our nation and beyond. And so church planting is the heartbeat of Connection Church and will always be. So what's next? So this is what's exciting. Um, Thankfully, these guys on this stage have kept me from planting a church every six months, okay? Because there's wisdom in that, okay? But for, I would say, almost two years, uh, the city of Sturgis has been on my heart. In fact, before I came to Spearfish, I came to the, to the rally, not for the reason that everybody else comes, but to share the gospel. Our convention uh, does an evangelism outreach there, and I had been coming here. So the first step I took into this town was because I came to Sturgis and then came to Walmart uh, to get all, some, all my stuff. So, but here's the cool thing. Uh, I wanted to do it, I, I really wanted to do it about 18 months ago, and this group says, we need, to, we need to wait on God. And I know you're excited, Doug. I know you're passionate about seeing people come to the gospel. But we need to wait on the Lord's timing. And God has just opened the doors in an amazing way over the last several months. And we feel like this is the time for us to take the step out and to step into that city. Now, again, are, are there churches in Sturgis who love Jesus? Yes. Are there churches in Sturgis who are sharing the gospel? Yes. But our research tells us that between 80 and 90% of that town is either lost without Christ or unchurched. They don't go to church regularly. And so um, as many great churches are there, there's a greater need. And so we feel like God has called us to do that. And, and it's, it's happening in a unique way because we have been looking for a pastor like what we found with Stefan and Bell and what we found with Jonathan in Sioux Falls. And uh, so we've been looking for a church that would stand by itself and we would partner with them. And then God has really given us this unique opportunity um, to use video to uh, start this church. Now, I'll be t- I will tell you, Jeffrey can attest to this. I was the biggest critic of this in the beginning. Number one, because I didn't think, we do live in South Dakota. You know, not everybody even has a cell phone yet and uh, uh, indoor bathrooms. But, I mean, <laughs> we, we felt like, I felt like it may be too far advanced and so uh, we taught, we found a church in Kansas that is doing exactly what we felt like God was calling us to do. So Jeffrey and I made a trip a few weeks back, and uh, actually it's been almost a couple months. But anyway, we, we went and saw what they were doing, and we saw it. We said, this is it. I mean, this is exactly because we had had a passion. 
What do we do for a town of 500? What do we do for a town of 3,000? How can we share what God has done at Connection Church? Not that we've got the corner market on the gospel, because we don't. But, but how can we share what God is doing here in other places? And uh, we, we found a way to use video, record the, the preaching from here, and to put live music and a campus pastor in Sturgis. Now, that sounded really weird to me. I'll be perfectly honest. And so here's how the guy showed it to me, and, and I want to explain it to you. He said, are there people in Sturgis who would never come and watch a preacher on a screen who's 17 miles away? Yes. But there are also people who don't come to Connection Church in Spearfish because I don't wear a suit and tie. Okay. They also don't come to, there are people who don't come to Connection Church and Spearfish because we don't have choirs and choir robes and we have a band. We have drums on the stage and guitars. There's all those kinds of people. So let's just say all the things that we could think up that are negative, okay, of why people wouldn't come to church. What if that was half the town? And so would we be willing to take a step into Sturgis for 3,000 people to find Christ? We said yes. And so um, the thing, can they find a better preacher on TV? You bet. But they can't find a, a preacher and a church that loves them that's 17 miles away. And so we said, God, if this is what you're leading us towards, then we're willing to take the step of faith and uh, see what happens. Now, there's no guarantee of success in church planting. God has given us two fabulous plants outside of us. Will this be perfect? We don't know. But God said go. And when he says go, what do we do? We go. We're obedient to what he's called us to do. Yeah, I think, I hope you guys catch the vision of that. But one of the things that Doug didn't mention is that this is a fiscally responsible way to plant churches. It's sustainable. Uh, it costs about half uh, of what it costs to plant a fully fully funded, self-sustaining, uh, autonomous, has a, has a full-time pastor, et cetera, uh, seminary trained, everything, you know, church like we did in Belfouche and Sioux Falls. Uh, we may still have the chance to do that in the future, but what this allows us to do is as soon as we uh, <clears throat> set up the equipment here to become a broadcast center and to produce Doug's sermon from a Sunday morning, uh, we were able to plant many churches, churches over and over and over again for a considerably less cost uh, financially than we would have otherwise. Uh, it also means that we might be able to do it a little bit quicker, uh, but that'll be up to, to God and what God allows. So uh, it's pretty amazing what, what's going to happen, but it will affect Spearfish a little bit, meaning it will affect Connection Church Spearfish a little bit. Here's how it's going to affect us, just a few ways. Uh, <clears throat> number one is you're going to see a little bit more equipment in the room, uh, meaning like there will be a couple of video cameras. We're not going crazy. In fact, we're doing this at a very minimum so that we can only produce a high quality video of Doug's sermon. Uh, and then we're not streaming. So don't worry. We're not trying to just like go way overboard and do things crazy. If you've noticed, we like things simple here. Uh, we don't do a bunch of crazy flash and bang kind of stuff. Uh, and so we want that to translate into future church plants. Uh, it's part of our DNA. So you're not going to come in and find moving lights and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're not going nuts. We're just going to enhance what we are doing to be able to produce a quality video uh, to upload to the Internet so that it can be downloaded uh, by 1030 on a Sunday morning for any church who would have the desire to use it uh, and partner with us in that way. What that means is that we're going to expand to two services on a Sunday morning beginning this fall. So we're giving you another worship service option. And uh, the times, we're still trying to work that out for sure, but it will create another option. And what we've seen over the four years of Connection Church is that every time we give another option uh, for a service is that our church grows uh, in terms of who shows up on a Sunday. Uh, and it would seem counterintuitive. In fact, we made the move into the Holiday Inn, and, and this leadership team, we said, man, we really love the, the heartbeat, the vibe of having everybody in one service. So we went from two services to one service, and we lost about 30% of our attenders. Uh, and that may be a shock to some of you guys, but that was what we, the numbers showed along the way. And that's just the reality of it. And we're not about numbers. We're not, we don't care what the number is. Uh, but if that means there are people who were connected and then got disconnected, then we need to figure out a way to reconnect those people. And if we see people continuing to come and more and more people showing up for worship, that means that God is doing more in our town. And so we want to be on that track. Uh, so we're going to expand the two services which, honestly, we felt like God was leading us to do anyway. Uh, so this is going to be a great 
a great change for our church in the fall. And what that means is that since we'll start a little earlier for the first service, we're going to really need to beef up some of our volunteer crews. It's like the load team, uh, load in and load out. Really going to need to beef those areas up. So if you're a guy or a girl who isn't serving in some way or you go, I can pick up a speaker, you know, or uh, I can move a mic stand around, then God can use you for the gospel to go literally through you onto a screen and to the city of Sturgis and to future cities and to the people who show up here. Because serving isn't just about putting something up and, 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 or uh, it's not greeting uh, in the doorway or, or it's working in the kids' areas. It's not just about filling a slot. It's about God using you and the gospel going through you. Uh, so connect with those teams. We're also going to be creating a video production team, guys who are going to man the camera uh, and, and produce the video, uh, show up early, that kind of thing. So if you have any sort of technolo- uh, technological bone in your body, even the very smallest technological bone, you can serve on that team. It's going to be a great, fun experience uh, to see the finished product and to know that there's a church of people meeting 17 miles down the road that didn't exist before, that this service to them has allowed them to exist. It's pretty awesome, pretty incredible. So jump on, jump in, serve. Um, Is our website ready to go? No? Okay. Coming soon on spearfishconnection.com is a volunteer registration form. So just keep checking back on spearfishconnection.com, and we'll make an announcement when it's ready for sure. Uh, uh, Or just email us at office at spearfishconnection, or just write it on a, a response envelope today uh, and on the giving envelope and then drop it in the offering plate and say, I want to serve your name and number and we'll plug you in and we'll let God use you. Uh, so anyway, uh, I need to cause myself to be out of time. So, uh, <coughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's, uh, that's how think, it's going to affect. I us. think it's important to say that the expansion is totally with partnership money. So Mike explained that our church is not even fully self-sufficient yet. And so we're able to take this step into Sturgis, and that'll be done completely with raising money from the outside. So God has blessed us in that way, and that's amazingly awesome. But what we are going to need from you guys is a lot of volunteer hours and a lot of prayer. And uh, I think if I can move to the next thing. That's what I was going to tell you. Okay. I I think my most exciting thing about what's going to happen in Sturgis is what I want to share with you right now. So I'm going to ask uh, Jared and Andrea Benson to come up. And the reason why I want to just introduce them to you, if you don't already know them, Jared and Andrea have grown up at Connection Church, and uh, they have been small group leaders, uh, and uh, they this has been their church home. And we're going through a process right now with them of uh, some training and things. Um, and uh, there's Abby. And uh, what we're super excited about is that we feel like and they feel like that God has called them to uh, to be the church planters for the campus pastor for Connection Church in Sturgis. Now, I'm going to tell you from a pastor standpoint, from a church planter standpoint, this is the biggest win that we could have as a church because somebody who is from this church body knows exactly what God does at Connection Church. And so when we begin to pray about God opening the door in Sturgis and we begin to talk with some people, uh, the Bensons were excited uh, about the opportunity and, um, and they have really felt like God is calling them to go. Now, here, here's what I want you to, to know. Um, a few weeks ago, I preached from 1 Samuel chapter 16. And God told Samuel when he was choosing the next king, not to look at the outward appearance, but to look at the heart. Um, Jared and Andrea have no ministry experience. And to a lot of people, that would be a huge negative. Um, They have never served on staff at a church. They've never helped pastor a church officially. But what they do have is a heart for the Lord, a love for people, a willingness to learn and a passion to see the gospel go forth. And they have a lot of work to do and they have a lot of things to learn, 
but we feel very confident that all, although on the outside, if we were to put them through a test, they might not pass all the tests at this point, but we feel like the calling is first and that God will equip them to do whatever he's called them to do. And so, um, we're, we're very, I'm very excited. Stop crying. Um, (laughs) because I believe that these are the people that God has called to help us reach Sturgis for Christ. And so what I want to do as a church this morning is to pray for them. And so I'm going to ask these guys to step down front, if you would. And I'm going to ask if you want to come down and uh, lay a hand on them and pray for and pray for them. Um, if you're in their small group and you're not up here, I'm going to call you out. Okay. Because we are super excited about what God is going to do in Sturgis. And we believe that these are the people that are going to help us get there. So just grab a, grab a hand or a shoulder close to them. And we want to pray over them. So let's do that right now. Heavenly father, we are humbled by your plan. And God, I I know that in the world's mind, none of this makes sense. Connection Church and Spearfish and Bell and Sioux Falls doesn't make sense. And so to take a step into Sturgis would not make sense to the world either. But thankfully, we're not not accountable to the world. We're accountable to you. And so, Father, I just ask that you would... um, Give us everything that we need to make that step forward. And God, I pray for Jared and Andrea and and Abby. And and I just thank you for the calling that you have given to them. And God, you tell us that that, um, we don't have to come equipped, that you will equip us. And so, Father, I just thank you for their faith. I thank you for their willingness to go wherever you have led them to go. And God, I just pray that you would give them every single thing that they need, that you would give them... um, that you would provide for their financial needs, God, that you would provide a home for them to, uh, to find in Sturgis that has a dog, uh, that's allowed. Cause I know that's important. And God, I just pray that you would help them as they step into that city and that they would make connections with people. And Lord, that we would see hundreds come to Christ because of the work of the gospel through connection church and through the Bensons. God, we just leave them in your hands today and just ask that you would bless them in mighty ways as they're faithful to serve you. Thank you for a church that loves the gospel, that loves people and is willing to take steps of faith. And Father, we just, we just ask that you would guide our steps. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah. Man, are you guys pumped or what? Well, we are, if you can't tell, man, we're so excited. This has been a process of, uh, like Doug said, about 18 months to 24 months of prayer and consideration uh, and waiting on God to open the door so that, uh, so that we can move when he moves. And so uh, God has opened the door and we are moving. So get on board, man. Get on the train. Let's do it. Uh, man, I love Connection Church for that reason. Uh Man, we have a ton of questions that have been coming in, and uh, so I'm going to just sort of sift through these a little bit, and some of these are uh, personal, but not too personal, and uh, uh, yes, I am married, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's not a question. <laughs> That's not a question. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shoot some of these questions to these guys who are sitting back here, and uh, um, Brian? Uh, Let's start with you, man. Why would we expand? And Doug mentioned this a little bit, but I want to hear from your perspective. Why would we expand into other uh, cities, make a new church, new campus, etc., when we aren't fully funded, self-supported here in Spearfish? Yeah, like you said, I uh, heard all these uh, explanations. I thought this has been answered, I think. But <laughs> but anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll just go at this from a little bit different direction. Um, Consider what would happen if, if uh, when God had given the directive to Doug, you know, to if to come and, and plant churches, if He hadn't done that, uh, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have a church in Belfouche. We wouldn't have a church in Sioux Falls. There wouldn't be this uh, church that's going to be starting in Sturgis. Um, 
God, at least with my own personal experiences, doesn't ask you to do something unless he also provides the resources to do it. Um, it doesn't mean that it won't be difficult. I've been asked things personally that God wants me to do that, uh, one, either I didn't want to do it or it was difficult to do, but still you're able to do it. And um, I think the best answer to that is that God's asked us to do it. He's going to provide the resources. He already is providing resources. Doug has basically been told, you know, you plant churches, and some of these churches that have been uh, having partnerships with us have said, we'll, we'll worry about the finances. So, um, I mean, it's there. He's wanting us to do it. We just have to do it. Yeah. Great perspective, Brian. Thank you. Um, we'll probably say that over and over again. I, I was answered before, but uh, if you guys have ever uh, been in front of people and said something to a big group of people, you know that you got to say it way more than once for it to really sink in <laughs> for people to say. Because I'll still get another question here later today or something and be like, why would you expand into something else if you weren't fully funded here? But, so we want to make sure that that's pretty clear. Uh, you know, Doug also just kind of briefly touched on this, but Joe, um, from your perspective, man, why, why would we plant a church in a town that already has churches? You know, when I think about it, it's kind of two things in my mind. Um, one is what Doug said, where is the 80 to 90 percent of the community is not reached. So there's definitely room there for a church to reach people. I mean, if, as long as not 100 percent of the people have been reached, there's a need for more people to reach out to the people of Sturgis. The other thing is my mind kind of always goes to sports because of my job. So I start thinking about teams. And if you have a team, I, I coach volleyball, so I could talk in those terms, but you're probably not as familiar with volleyball as football maybe. So if football, you have a great team, but you don't have a quarterback or you don't have a linebacker, you don't have a safety, you're not a full team. You're not going to be as effective as you could be with the entire team there. So I look at Sturgis as a community with a great team, but they still need another piece or a couple more pieces. And Connection Church can be that teammate that fulfills the team of reaching that community for Jesus. And so, sorry, I went sports analogy on you, but that's how my mind works. So, Thanks, dude. Thanks. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, here's another question, and I'll just take this one really quickly. What missions, uh, this is a more of a centri- a, an inside-focused kind of question, what missions is Connection involved in aside from church planting and from Pine Ridge, and what are the opportunities is there any way to get involved internationally? Uh, and the answer is yes uh, to that question, absolutely. Uh, we take mission trips to Haiti uh, during the summertime. That mission trip is closed. Uh, normally we take uh, uh, applications and, and have meetings and stuff for the Haiti summer mission trip around, like, December, uh, October, November, December. Um, that's the partnership that we have right now in the country of Haiti. Uh, we also have in the past had partnerships in uh, or taken trips to Moldova uh, to work with a dental clinic there through uh, the SACUs who go to our church. And uh, I think that's it right now in terms of international missions. Uh, there are also opportunities to go uh, always through our denomination uh, and the International Mission Board. If God is calling you to international missions, then we can connect you uh, to a system uh, where you could even transplant your family uh, into a, another country around the world and, uh, and live on mission for the Lord, uh, whether you are a pastor or not. Uh, in fact, a great movement in our denomination recently has been to try to plug in uh, people with, with uh, secular job skills internationally so that they can have a job and reach a community for Christ. Uh, so uh, ministry experience is a necessity to, uh, to go on mission for, for the Lord. And that means this is true here too. You don't need any experience to go on a mission trip. So whenever you hear about mission trips coming up, uh, you see them in your announcement sheets, then plug into those. Great opportunities. Um, how about this question? Just one uh, last question. And I'm going to, Mike, you, you also just barely touched on this. Uh, but what would it take for Connection Church to have its own building? You know, right now we're not in the in the situation where if somebody came to us and said, we have this great building and we're going to give it to you at a, at a great cost, I don't even know that we could pursue that because we're not there yet financially as a church. So, again, it just goes back to giving and, and kind of owning what we have. Um, you know, we we... 
we need to stress that more as leadership, you know, how important your giving is. And, um, and we just need you guys to, to pray about it, to be faithful. And, um, again, you know, it just comes back to if, if everybody sitting in this building truly paid their tithe, I think we could be in a building in no time. Um, and, and again, it's not about giving money for connection church so that we can do these great things. But I, I think if you were to really just say, you know what, God, um, I want you to lay it on my heart and I want you to, to challenge me to give. I, I think you'd be absolutely amazed at what God would do in your life and in the life of Connection Church. So it, it, it could be a long process, but it could be a short process too. And, it, and it's all up to us as a church to how, how quick we're going to get there. Or $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. in case somebody's writing a check. Just in case. Connection Church Building Fund, $2 million. They'll get yeah, us started. There you go. You can also do it online. So if God, right, con- you can if give God, online. If God convicts you this afternoon, <laughs> you want to go online, right? Two million dollars. Just kidding. Uh, no, actually, I'm not. But uh, um, I, ho- I hope that you see. Um, I hope you see what God is doing here in our church, and uh, and I hope you uh, catch the vision and the passion that's coming from the guys up on this stage about what God is doing uh, and how it all links together with what we've been talking about over the last few weeks. And what you see on your screen right now is that our vision as a church is to be responding to the gospel and how we live our lives, lead our families and reach our worlds, uh, our world. So connect with that. God wants you to be responding to the gospel and how you live your life, how you lead your family and how you reach your world. And we talked a lot about reaching our world today. Uh, but go back and listen to the last couple of weeks and see what that means for your life and for your family. And Doug's preached on that. You can go to spearfishconnection.com, click on the sermons tab and listen to those videos. But for today, for today, Doug, how do we respond? So I think that, um, we respond in this way. Number one, if you don't know Jesus, then that's our number one priority for you. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, then that's our prayer regularly, not just for Sunday morning, but for during the week as we interact as a church with people. We want you to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And thank goodness he doesn't ask us to come cleaned up to him. He takes you just as you are. Uh, we, we have a phrase around here, no perfect people are allowed because we don't believe that anybody's perfect. And so God loves you. And so if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want you to know that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And we would love to talk to you about a personal relationship with him. I think for those who know Christ and this is your church, it's time to do more than just sit here on Sunday morning. Now I'm just going to push you out of your comfort zone. Okay. We've talked about a lot of nuts and bolts up here today. But what you need to do is get involved. If this is your church, then it's time to make it your church. And that means you need to get get busy serving. You need to get busy being faithful in your giving. And you need to be faithfully praying for God's work here. Pray for these men. As as we lead our church, it, it's, it's, a, it's a huge responsibility to say, here's what God is telling us to do. And how are we going to make that happen through his work in us as a church? So you pray for these guys. You pray for, for uh, people who don't know Jesus yet, who need to come here. And you need to get plugged in and, uh, and join in with what God's doing. Here's what I believe. Now I'm biased, but I sat on that row this morning by my wife and I said, thank you, Jesus, for my church. I just love you guys. I love what God has created here. And what my goal is, is until God stops us and tells us no more, we're going to share this environment with as many towns, as many small cities, as many big cities, as wherever God leads us. We want people to find an environment like what you guys have plugged into so that others can find Jesus, go to heaven when they die, and be actively growing in their, in their walk with Christ on a regular basis. So are you in? I mean, you've you got to make that decision today. Are you, are you going to join with what God is doing at Connection Church? Are you going to be a part of what God wants to do in our lives? So let me pray for us.